Another round of kippers, Holmes. Hmm. Letter with the seal of the Parnassus Club. Wonder what's been happening in that dusty old temple of literature. Then you don't want any more kippers. Eh? What's that? I said, then you don't want any more kippers. Of course I do, Watson. Of course I do. Think I'm going to leave them for you to gobble up? Certainly not. I have some regard for your waistline, even if you haven't. Very altruistic of you, I'm sure. There you are. I hope they give you indigestion. What's all this about a letter from the Parnassus Club? Don't tell me you're thinking of joining that mouldy brotherhood. <laughs> no, Watson. I'm afraid my literary views aren't sufficiently fossilised to make me eligible. I rather enjoy this new hot-headed Irish playwright. Uh, what's his name? Uh, you mean Pinero? No, no. Uh, uh, Shaw, that's it. Yes, Shaw. Yes, I believe the very mention of his name is considered sacrilege within the portals of the Parnassus. <laughs> Absolutely. They recognise none of the playwriters since Beaumont and Fletcher, and very few of the novelists. I never appreciate your efforts, eh, Watson? <laughs> Stuffy old mausoleum. Uh, wonder what they want with me. Why not open the letter and find out? Hmm. The very paper seems redolent of an atmosphere of decaying leather bindings and bookworms. Well, here goes. Ah! Aha! A communication from Sir Oswald himself. You mean Sir Oswald Craft, the president of the club? He's not only the president of the Parnassus, my dear Watson, but its guiding spirit in the stock window display in its corner window every afternoon from lunchtime till dusk. You mean the old boy with the bald head and the nose like an eagle? I see him there every time I stroll up Piccadilly, snoring into his whiskers. He's as much a fixture as the lions on Nelson's monument. That's the gentleman, Sir Oswald Craft. Hmm, let's see. My dear Sherlock Holmes, as president of the Parnassus Club, I make hold to request your expert opinion on the matter of a volume which Junisius Kidd, the American millionaire, is considering purchasing from us. I trust you will find it convenient to call on me here at five this afternoon. Until then, I remain your obedient servant, Oswald Kraft. Hmm. I wonder what's up. Sir Oswald seems to be rather agitated. Agitated? Surely nothing could be more matter-of-fact than the contents of that letter. And yet, Sir Oswald is considerably agitated, my dear Watson. In the first place, why should he require my services, unless something unusual and upsetting has occurred? In the second place, he has twice blotted his signature. And lastly, he has carelessly affixed the stamp upside down. Yes. Now... Now, Sir Oswald is ordinarily a rather meticulous gentleman. He would as soon go out into the highways minus his trousers as stamp a letter upside down. Uh, consequently, something out of the ordinary has occurred to upset his equilibrium. Hmm. Any idea what it is? Not an idea in the world, Watson. I'm afraid we shall have to control our curiosity until five this afternoon. <laughs> Take your coats, gentlemen. Think it's safe, Holmes? Safe. In the Parnassus Club. Of course, Watson. Don't be fantastic. I was only thinking of the moths. <laughs> Ain't you the one, moths? 
<coughs> uh, pardon me, gentlemen. Here comes Mulders. He's the major domo, as you might say. Smithers, was that you I heard guffawing just now? Well, y- you see, sir... Most unseemly laughter in the Parnassus Club. As a matter of fact, I was responsible for that noise. Uh, you see, I have a rather bad cold, <coughs> and the atmosphere in here seems too aggravated. <coughs> uh, yes, <coughs> dear me, terribly sorry. You wish to see someone? Sir Oswald Craft. You have an appointment? Uh, he was most anxious to see me at five. The names, please. Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson. Sherlock Holmes, the detective? Uh, quite. Well, strike me pink. Smithers! Yes, sir. This way, gentlemen, if you will wait a moment in the visitor's room, I will inform Sir Oswald that you have arrived. In here, please. It may be a few minutes before Sir Oswald arrives. Why, I thought I saw him snoring in the third window, as usual. Yes, sir. Sir Oswald is in the club, but he... That is, he always... Concentrates in that chair every afternoon until I bring him his pot of afternoon tea. I was just taking him his tea when I thought I heard Smithers uh, forgetting himself. Just a few moments, gentlemen. Concentrates, my grandmother. I guess I know when a man's dead to the world. I wonder, Watson, did you notice anything peculiar about our friend Moulders? No, can't say I did, Fisher's brute. He was in a funk, Watson. A blue funk. A natural parlour, uncontrolled trembling of the hands. Nonsense, Holmes. Probably just suffering from rheumatism or neuralgia. Shh. Here he comes back again. Sir Oswald will be with you discreetly when he finishes his tea. Thank you. Directly he finishes tea, selfish old goat. No, I wouldn't say that. Probably wants to wake himself up before our interview. (laughs) Cheerful place, this club. Wells lined with bookshelves full of defunct authors and easy chairs filled with semi-defunct authors like Sir Oswald. Yes, the Parnassus Club has a collection of the most valuable old manuscripts and first editions in the world. Junius Kidd must be buying one of them. I'll wager he's offering a tidy sum if he succeeded in tempting the Parnassus Club to part with one of its treasures. Oh, Watson, there's young Smithers passing by the door. You might tell him to remind Sir Oswald we're still here. Very well. Hey there, my lad. Yes, sir. Would you tell Sir Oswald that Mr. Holmes is getting a bit restless, just in case he's doing any more concentrating, you know? Yes, sir. I'll get you. Bright lad. I wonder how he ever got mixed up with this lot of fossils. Probably somebody's cook's uncle's stepbrother's boy. Uh, here he comes back on the run. Uh, what's up? Eyes fairly popping out of his head. Uh, Mr. Holmes! Uh, uh, Mr. Holmes! Uh, come quick, sir! Uh, there's something wrong with Sir Oswald. I, I can't wake him up. Uh, perhaps he's had a stroke. G- come on, Holmes. Lucky I brought my medicine case. I say, what's all this row? Look where you're going. You nearly upset this armload of books. There's his uh, 
over by the window. Smithers, I say, Smithers, what's all this racket? You can't take those gentlemen in there. It's against the rules. Don't pay any attention. That's just old people's, the librarian. Uh, sorry, this is an emergency. We haven't time for rules. This is most irregular. I shall complain to the committee. Moulders? Where's Moulders? Pay no attention to him, Mr. Holmes. He can't do anything. No, I, I don't think anyone can. Not even Dr. Watson. Holmes? What do you mean? I mean, Sir Oswald is dead. But see for yourself. Hmm? Yes. By Jove, I believe you're right. Body's still quite warm. Yes. Death must have occurred within the last half hour. Well, naturally. He was drinking tea just a few minutes ago. He's... Yes. Here's his cup, half full. Yes, and still hot. Don't touch it, Watson. Don't touch that cup. You... You don't think he's been... Poisoned? I don't know. But the contents of that cup should prove to be most interesting. Most interesting. By Jove. Of course. The condition of his eyes, pupils contracted to a pinpoint in the set of the jaw, several hours too early for the ordinary rigor mortis. You mean someone's done him in? I shouldn't be surprised, Smithers. I shouldn't be surprised. What's all this? What's all this? It's Sir Oswald. He's dead. Dead? Impossible! Why, he was here drinking tea not five minutes ago. I'm afraid Smithers is right, Mr. Moulders. Look for yourself. Lord, preserve us. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. This is terrible. His, his doctor always said his heart would take him off sudden some day. Oh, well, so he had a bad heart. That he did. That he had. Always taking drops for it. Uh, what kind of drops, Moulders? Strychnine drops, sir. Not very many, of course. Strychnine? A rather dangerous medicine, eh, Watson? Not if the patient's careful, Holmes. Uh, strychnine is quite commonly used in treating ailments of the heart. Heart trouble, eh? And yet he smokes. Notice the partly consumed cigar. Oh, dear. It's burned a hole in the carpet. Smithers, clean that mess up and remove the tea things. Most untidy ashes all over everywhere. Uh, sorry, Smithers, I must insist that no one touches anything within 20 feet of this chair. However, if you'll get me a box, Smithers, I'll clean up this debris myself. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. What will the other gentlemen say? Most inconsiderate of Sir Oswald to die right here in the club. Uh, by the way, Moulders, where are the other gentlemen? The club seems unusually deserted. Well, they're all out at a lecture. Mr. Thorndyke's giving a little talk on Phoenician remains at the British Museum. They all went, except for old Mr. Higginbotham, sitting over there in the front of the fire. He's been sitting there since lunch. You see, he doesn't enjoy lectures anymore. He's deaf. Uh, Watson, you might go over and ask him if he remembers who's been in and out of this room in the last half hour. Oh, he wouldn't be able to tell you, Mr. Holmes. He's a wee bit nearsighted. Can't see more than six feet in front of him. Not a very useful witness, Holmes. Then, Moulders, perhaps you can tell me who's been in and out of this club in the last half hour. Oh, no one, sir. 
That is, ex excepting yourself and the Doctor. That's right, Mr. Holmes. I'll back him up on that. It is a box, sir. Will this do? Uh, nicely. Thank you, Smithers. Uh, just a moment till I put on my gloves and I'll be cleaning up. Oh, well, there we are. Oh, and then the only people that have been in the club during the last half hour are ourselves, old Mr. Higgerbottom, the librarian, uh, uh, what's his name? Peoples. What's I empty the tea out of the pot and teacup for you, Mr. Holmes? Uh, no, thank you, I can manage. So, Peoples was here, and one or two servants, I presume. There are no other servants, Mr. Holmes, except the cleaning women, and they're only here mornings. We have no cuisine, as you might say. Then the gentlemen wish to take dinner. They send in a tray from the hotel next door. Very convenient, I'm sure. Moulders, you'll send round to Scotland Yard immediately. Ask for Inspector Lestrade. Lestrade? Yes, sir. Inform him what's happened here. Tell him I shall want an autopsy performed at once. Tell him I shall analyse the teacup, etc. to myself... And, oh, yes, I should like a constable stationed at each of the exits. An autopsy? And constables? Oh, dear me. What will the members say when they get back? It matters very little what the members say, for they won't be let in. Mr. Holmes! They won't be let in. I'll hold you responsible for that, Smithers. At least until the constables come. And what's more, no one that's in is to be let out. Very good, sir. No one gets out. And no one gets in. Good. Watson, I leave you and Smithers in charge until Scotland Yard arrives. In the meantime, I shall take this little box of mine around to Baker Street for a thorough examination. But you can't come in, sir. You really can't. It's okay. Sir Oswald expects me. Mm, sounds as if someone had got in. People seems to be arguing with him in the front hall. But you must be announced. I'll announce myself. Think I'm going to give him the chance to duck out. He's been putting me off ever since yesterday evening. Fine deal he pulled on me. What kind of a sucker did he take me for? That all depends, I should say, on who you are. Who I am? Who I am? I'll have you know I am Edgar Petronius Smith. Mr. Junius Kidd's literary expert, his bibliophile, his consulting librarian. He never buys a first edition or an autograph without asking me. And let me tell you, I have never let him buy a dud yet. Indeed. And last week, when your club finally agreed to sell us that first folio Shakespeare Mr. Kidd's been after all these years, and a pretty price you were supposed to get, but it was worth it. Well, Mr. Kidd sent me in to give it my okay. Five days ago, I took a good look at the book, and it was what we wanted all right. I really don't see what this has to do with. Oh, you don't? Well, I sent the money for that book to Sir Oswald day before yesterday. And that afternoon, the book was delivered at my hotel. But let me tell you, it wasn't the same book you showed me. This one's a fake but surely, if this book was delivered to you day before yesterday, you would have returned it yesterday. And so I would, only it's a good fake. It took me 24 hours to make sure this wasn't the original. It's a fake, I tell you. But my dear Mr. Smith, surely, surely that's not possible. I did up the package myself. 
Are you sure you're not mistaken? Mistaken? Edgar Petronius Smith? Mistaken? I'll have you know, I am the greatest living book authority on the other side of the Atlantic. I want to get my money back. I've been trying to get a hold of Sir Oswald since last night. I come here to talk to Sir Oswald, and I'm going to talk to Sir Oswald. I'm afraid that's impossible. Impossible? Impossible? I'll speak to the American ambassador about this. Mr. Junius Kidd is an important man. You can't... If you were Mr. Junius Kidd himself, it would still be impossible to talk to Sir Oswald. You see, he's dead. Getting on towards midnight, Dr. Watson. We won't be able to keep these people here much longer. Mr. Smith is going to bust if we don't turn him loose. Well, just stand clear and let him bust, Smithers. We promised to keep them all here together until Holmes got back. But that Mr. Smith come in after we found Sir Oswald dead. I don't see as how he, he can be mixed up in this. Sir Oswald's murder and this spurious first folio all hang together, Smithers. Yes, but how? I'm blessed if I know. Let me see. Uh, perhaps this Smith fellow was pretending he didn't get the real first folio, so he wouldn't have to pay out all that money, trying to double-cross the club and his employer at the same time, and Sir Oswald caught him at it. Doesn't sound very likely to me. How did he manage to kill the old boy before he got here himself? No, looks to me like Mr. Sherlock Holmes is barking up the wrong tree this time. That bloke from Scotland Yard said as how he thought it was probably a art failure after all. <laughs> you mean Inspector Lestrade? You can take it from me, Smithers. Anything he thinks is pretty apt to be wrong. But we should know for sure as soon as we hear the results of the autopsy. Dr. Watson, ah, yes, there you are. This communication has just arrived from Scotland Yard. I think it will prove you and Mr. Holmes were mistaken for once. Mm, let me see. Hmm, oh, yes, autopsy negative. No traces of poison. Hmm, dear, dear, that is a shock. I... Well, I don't know what to do. You might apologize to the gentlemen and tell them they can go home. Mm, yes, I suppose I'd better. I, I can't believe it. Holmes has never let me down like this before. No traces of poison. Dear me. I suppose you let me see that communication from Scotland Yard, Watson. Uh, Holmes! Uh, when did you get back? I, I, yes, here it is. A bit of a disappointment, I'm afraid. Official report on corpse of Sir Oswald Craft. Autopsy negative. No traces of poison in stomach or intestines. The fools, the fools. I fancy that is quite conclusive. I'm going to tell the gentlemen they may return to their homes. Mm, yes. Where are they, by the way? The gentlemen are all in the library. But I wouldn't advise you to be present, Mr. Holmes, when I read them this report. Nonsense. Give it here. I shall read it to them myself. Come along, Watson. You too, Moulders. I'm a-coming too. Looks like there might be a rough house when Mr. Smithy hears this. Holmes, 
Don't let it upset you. We all make mistakes, you know. Quite. Only Scotland Yard's percentage is higher than mine. Ah, here we are. Pretty picture in decreasing animation. What do you mean? Mr. Smith pacing the floor, Mr. Peoples fluttering the pages of his catalogue, and old Hick at the bottom asleep in his easy chair. <clears throat> Gentlemen? Oh, so there you are at last. I'll have you know I'm getting out. I've stood as much as I'm going to. I'll speak to the ambassador. I'll write to the Times. I'll... It wouldn't be necessary, Mr. Smith. Scotland Yard believes Sir Oswald died a natural death. They certify that there are no trace of poison in the stomachs or the intestines of the corpse. Of course not. Of course not. Only an imbecile would have thought of murder. Then you mean we... we're not under suspicion anymore? We may go home? Quite. But I would like to beg your indulgence for another five minutes. I have one or two little questions. Not another word. I won't say another word. I'm going. Where's my hat and stick? Smithers, fetch Mr. Smith his hat and stick. You're entirely within your rights, Mr. Smith. Only I thought you might be interested in knowing why you received the spurious and not the real first folio. Eh? What's that? Hmm. I even imagine I may be able to help you regain your money, or rather, Mr. Kidd's money. Well, of all the effrontery, of all the... Uh, quite. Now, about that book, Mr. Smith, is still clutching in his bosom. Mr. Peebles, you are, I believe, somewhat of an authority on books yourself. That I am, Mr. Holmes. I might even go so far as to say that I've had more experience with them than Mr. Smith. Oh, think you know more than me, eh? Thank you. Gentlemen, gentlemen, Mr. Smith, if you will let me have that book for a moment, it will be quite safe. No sleight of hand tricks, I promise you. Oh, all right. Now then, both of you, Mr. Smith and you, Mr. Peoples, are convinced that the original Shakespeare folio was examined here in this club by Mr. Smith five days ago. Why, yes. Of course. Now then. Mr. Peoples, is this the original first folio, or is it a counterfeit? Why, it... it looks all right, I mean. Take a good look at pages three, seven, and nine. The third line on page three never looked like that in the original. Uh, please, allow Mr. Peoples to decide for himself. I... that is... Well? Well? Mr. Smith is right. This is a copy. Ha! What did I tell you? Yes, I, I thought so. Sir Oswald doubtless had certain suspicions as to how this volume was substituted for the original one, and that is why he was murdered. Murdered? But you just... Poison would be more specific, Mulders. Yes, but you just said the autopsy proved negative. Mm, yes. Uh, how about... Uh, now, about Sir Oswald's afternoon tea. Holmes, you mean you discovered traces of poison in that tea? Unfortunately, no. Now, Molders, you took Sir Oswald his tea just after Dr. Watson and I arrived here this afternoon. Yes, sir. Did you see him drink any of it? Why, yes, sir. As a matter of fact, I did. Of course, he must have drunk some of it, Holmes. The, the cup was half empty. Yes, I just wanted to make sure. Human witnesses are... Uh, 
much more convincing than inanimate objects. I don't suppose anyone else has happened to see uh, Sir Oswald drinking his tea. Why, that is... Uh, I did, Mr. Holmes. I was just passing by the door, and I happened to look in and see Sir Oswald drinking his tea in the lounge. Hmm. Any more witnesses? None? Gentlemen, I'm sorry to inform you that Mr. Peebles and Mr. Mulders are both lying. Sir Oswald never drank his tea. But, but of course he did. I, I guess I know what I saw. Absolutely. We're not fools, Mr. Holmes. Our word is as good as yours. Then perhaps you can explain why Sir Oswald Teapot, which, when it is full, holds only two cups of tea, was still three quarters full when the teacup was half filled. Why, yes, of course. I see what you mean. That makes two cups full altogether. Bravo, Watson. Well, I'm not saying he drank a full cup. Maybe he just poured half full to, to sip. It was pretty hot. Very interesting explanation. Maybe you can also explain how Sir Oswald was able to drink his tea without leaving his fingerprints, either on the teapot nor on the cup. Yes, Mulders, you'll be interested to know that only prints on the tea belongs to you. Uh, why, Mr. Holmes, I... I... That stumps you, doesn't it? Yes, gentlemen, I was sure Sir Oswald didn't drink his tea because he was dead at least five minutes before it arrived. Now then, Mr. Peoples, are you still positive you saw Sir Oswald drink his tea? Why, no. That is, I, I may have been mistaken. You see, I'm pretty nearsighted, and when Moldus told me Sir Oswald was in the lounge drinking, I... I, naturally, I... Why, you dirty little rat, going to put it off on me, eh? When I only took that tea in and fixed the cup half full to give you an alibi? You did it yourself, you dirty, sneaking little... No, it's not true, it's not true. I didn't have anything to do with Sir Oswald's death. Why, I, I can prove it. I, I didn't go into the lounge at all that this afternoon. That's right, Mr. Holmes. Old Peebles didn't go in there. I was in the hall all afternoon. I'd have seen him if he'd gone in, Mr. Holmes. The only ones went in was Mr. Higginbotham, uh, Sir Oswald himself, and Mulders here. Yes, Mulders is undoubtedly mixed up in this. He was probably offered a nice, tidy little sum to plant the false clues and keep his mouth shut. But he's not the man who committed the murder. That's right, Mr. Holmes. Of course it is. You haven't the expert knowledge or ability required to counterfeit a first folio Shakespeare. Mr. Peebles, I believe, has. It's not true. I can't do anything of the kind. What about those amusing copies of old manuscripts you did for, for Oxford? Quite remarkable. I admired them for some years. You made up this counterfeit folio, Peebles, thinking Mr. Smith here would never spot it. And you would have the original all to yourself. A circumstance you'd give your soul to bring about, eh, Peebles? Well, uh, what if I did? Oh, Julius Kidd would have never appreciated the original, uh, and the club would get the money. Uh, the, what's that got to do with Sir Oswald's death? It was heartfelt, I tell you. I wasn't in the lounge. No, but right after lunch, Sir Oswald was with you in the library. He accused you of stealing the original Shakespeare folio. Does it matter what he said in the library? He died in the lounge. He died hours later. Exactly. And yet you caused his death there in the library. But, Holmes, how is that possible? Quite simple, my dear Watson. 
Smoking is not permitted in the library, and Mr. Peebles offered Sir Oswald a cigar. You can't prove it was mine. You can't prove it wasn't one of his own. Sorry, my dear Mr. Peebles. To the expert, each type of cigar has a very definite characteristic. Now, Sir Oswald, judging by the cigars in his cigar case, was in the habit of smoking a mild Havana. That's right, Mr. Holmes, sir. The cigar which Sir Oswald was smoking shortly before his death, however, was a trichinopoly. You, Mr. Peebles, I find, are the only person here who smokes a trichinopoly. Of course I smoke trichinopolies. Why shouldn't I? You can't hang a man for smoking trichinopolies. Would you mind smoking one now? Certainly not. I have one here in my pocket. I'd be delighted. No, Mr. Peebles. I'd rather you finish this one. The one you gave Sir Oswald. Oh, no, no, I won't. You can't make me. Hold him, Watson. Put this between his teeth. Don't make me. Don't make me. I did it. I confess. I did it. I rather thought so. You see, gentlemen, Sir Oswald was killed by the smoke from the cigar. It poisoned his lungs, as Scotland Yard will doubtlessly discover when I persuade them to perform a really thorough autopsy. Well, that was a complicated piece of deduction, Dr. Watson, what with counterfeit first folios and false clues and all. Yes, Holmes was always rather proud of that case. And now, Mrs. Bell, how about another cup of coffee? Uh, Don't turn me down, or I will think you didn't like the first. No fear, Dr. Watson, no fear of that. G. Washington's is the kind of coffee that always tastes like more. And by the way, how do people like that book you're giving them? Does it live up to their expectations? I think it does, Mrs. Bell. (laughs) Yes, I certainly think it does. In fact, but of course, it wouldn't be quite modest of me to say that. Go ahead and say it, Dr. Watson. Forget being modest. (laughs) Well, then, I will. I really don't believe that you and I praise that book of mine nearly as much as the people who get it do. That is a tribute. What do they like about it? Well, they like the stories, of course. Almost everyone finds that one of the seven is his special favorite. And the binding? Yes, they seem to like that, too. The dark red color and the gold profile of Holmes and all that. And then, I hate to mention it, but they seem to like the picture of me inside, too. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Watson, and now, if you'll just let me remind people who haven't sent in for your book to do something about it. Go ahead and remind them, Mrs. Bell. Ladies and gentlemen, all you need to do to get a copy of Dr. Watson's book of seven Sherlock Holmes stories is to print your name and address on the back of a label from a four-ounce can of G. Washington's coffee and mail the label to G. Washington, Morristown, New Jersey. Be sure you send the label with four ounces marked on it. Your grocer will get it for you if you insist. Other sizes don't count. And the address is Morristown, New Jersey. And just a word to our Canadian listeners, your books have been delayed a few days on account of customs clearance, but you will receive them all right without cost to you. There. Is that right, Dr. Watson? 
Yes, indeed. If they just send in that four-ounce label, their book will be shipped to them direct from Doubleday Duran, the publisher's postage prepaid. And what about next week's story? Ah, next week I will tell you another of Sherlock Holmes' skirmishes with the redoubtable Professor Moriarty and how he prevented an almost inconceivably horrible revenge. This is The Inexplicable Dumb Show. Would you stop hitting the button? <laughs> he screamed so hard he knocked himself off the internet. like to be a pal of the inexplicable dumb show why don't you head on over to www.inexplicabledumbshow.com and look for the hosting donations accepted button press that and make a donation and help the dumb show cover its web hosting fees your donation is greatly appreciated thank you for your support This podcast is a member of the Blueberry Network. Blueberry. No ease. That's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y, dot com. Blueberry.com. Pop Alternative Media.